Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We're down at Danette. Seton will be back from vacation tomorrow. Phone calls are welcome. We'll check in with Dave McMenamin. He has been in Las Vegas. He got to see Victor Wambayama. Part one on Friday, part two last night. Completely different performance, and you're going to get that. It's going to be up and down, but we're going to have almost a a reaction to every game. We do this over reaction Monday in the NFL, where you're watching, you're going, oh, my team is terrible. Next week, man, my team's pretty good. That's what is going to happen this year. It's almost like game to game for Victor Wambayama, but I would caution you that it will take time. Not on the defensive end or rebounding, but on the offensive end finding sort of the spaces that are comfortable for him. But then he's got Greg Popovich, who just signed a five-year, $80 million contract to stay on. I wonder if they had gotten Scoot Henderson if uh, Pop would have said, you know, I'm going to stick around for five more years. Victor Wambayama, that's a reason to stick around. Yes, Marv? Why is there so much bad basketball during the summer league? Like, it just seems like it's just so wild and all over the place. Do you know, as a former baller yourself, Well, I don't think you have great players who are playing in there, and you get guys who try too hard. You got guys who probably aren't NBA players. I mean, we're finding more and more NBA players who are talking about current NBA players saying they shouldn't be in the NBA. We have some bad basketball. Great athletes, bad basketball. And I can probably pinpoint they're allowed to do what they want to do in high school. They're allowed to do what they want to do in college. They're allowed to do what they want to do in AAU. And therefore, there's not, there's not structure for a lot of these players. And they play like that. They think, I'm, I'm a highlight. I got to make a highlight. I make a highlight. Hey, I'm on SportsCenter. That's not how you make an NBA team, a highlight. What makes you an NBA player is playing like an NBA player, being a good player, not just... Hey, I went one for nine. Did you see that one I made? That's not going to help you make a roster. Yes, Mark. So there's a, there's a difference between talented players and just good basketball, right? Yeah, and I think this is always going to be the case when it comes to basketball. Players who have played in Europe, 
players who are taught differently, players who are playing against really good competition at an early age, because let's face it, the best players in the NBA are not from the United States. I can go down the list here of your top five. And you, you start with the Joker, and you got Giannis in there. Joel Embiid. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, I, I, I would put Victor Wambayama in there. He's going to be a top five player at some point here relatively soon. But you're getting these players who are taught differently. Uh, it doesn't mean they're better or more talented players, but I think that they understand there's nuance to being a really good basketball player. Footwork, your ball handling, passing, uh, having sort of an innate ability to understand what's going to happen next. You know, some of the great players had anticipation. You have to have that ability. And not everybody does. I think it's God-given, but I do think you can, you can try to develop that. You know, Gretzky had it. Wayne Gretzky and his teammates and even the opposition, he could see a couple of plays ahead. I'm sure Magic had this or Bird had this. Uh, you know, great players understand anticipation. And I think what we're finding with these players who come over from Europe, that they've developed their skills. They're well-rounded. It's not like, hey, he does one thing well. I mean, Giannis doesn't do one thing well and only that. And Joker, it's not just one thing. We have players who are, oh, that guy's a really good shooter, or that guy's really athletic. Um, that guy can block shots. They sort of encompass what you want with an all-around basketball player. Positionless, more positionless basketball? Yeah. And I think it's important because what is Luka? Point guard? Two guard? Three? I don't know. It's whatever he wants to be. But when you think about who ushered this in, who is the player who brought in positionless basketball? LeBron? Was it before that? Magic proved he could be a point guard and a big man. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know what Dirk was. He was seven feet. But was he a three? Was he a four? Was he a center? I don't know. But this positionless basketball means you have to be able to do a lot of different things. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, I was going to say maybe LeBron, because LeBron came in as like a great passer, even though he's listed as a small forward, yeah. because you had to be listed as something. I think that's the only distinction. Yeah, and I'm glad that they don't have this anymore, where you have two guards, two forwards, and a center for the all-NBA teams, because that's not what the NBA is anymore. But when you're thinking about great players, I mean, Victor Wambayama is a center, but he is going to perform as a guard at some point, or a forward, or a point forward, it really depends. It'll depend on the matchups that he, he's uh, up against. But that's what's, you know, the evolution of basketball is the evolution of we don't have a position because our seven-footers are playing on the perimeter. Yeah, Paul. He was fun yesterday on the pick and roll because a couple of the times he rolled to the hoop, the guard stayed with him. Instead of the big man, like the guard switched over to him, <laughs> and it was over, Johnny. And like you said, his dunks are very... He's polite. He's just finishing the dunk to get it over with. Yeah, he's polite. I don't want to see him in the dunk contest. Right. It'd be like, uh, that's it? There's no 360s. He's not a highlight guy. He just pops it in like, we all know this is no problem. He'll, he'll, he'll make the highlights if he shoots a three or he blocks a shot. That's what it feels like, Victor Wambayama. You know, during the season, it'll be, his highlight will be, oh man, he can shoot. Or he blocked another shot. Or it'll be a montage of blocked shots on SportsCenter where he'll block seven in a game or three in a row. 
877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. They're champions in the paint and in the pocket and showing their skills on the green. The stars are out at Lake Tahoe, the American Century Championship, 2.30 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Had the opportunity to play in that a couple of times. I played with Dan Quayle, uh, former vice president, and uh, we had a great time. I mean, he was, he was a lot of fun. We, we had to tee off early because we weren't playing very well, and then they had the, you know, the stars who were playing in the afternoon. They were going to be on TV, and we... You know, you would probably never put us together, I guess. But, you know, he loved to talk sports. And I did talk a little politics with him because I wanted to know sort of inside stuff. I mean, nothing too juicy, but just, you know, how things happen. You know, where are you uh, when you have these press conferences? Toughest question you ever got, you know, those kind of things. But uh, he was a good golfer and uh, eventually... I wanted to play Cyprus, which is one of the, you know, it's probably the toughest course in the world to get on. If not, it's in the top five. And uh, he's a member. So I thought I'd play the card once. And I uh, just said, uh, hey, uh, Dan, Dan Patrick. And uh, he was very, very nice. And, and uh, I don't think he realized that I was going to come in I, I was coming in off the, uh, the the upper rope, the turnbuckle. I said, uh, hey, I'm going to be out in the uh, Bay Area. I'm going to Pebble Beach, 60th birthday, and I'd love to play. He goes, Cyprus. And I go, yeah. And he said, I'll see what I can do. And then came back and said, uh, you have to be there, ready to go at 7 a.m. Can't hit any golf balls. Can't go in the club, like nothing. This is this, When you're a guest, this is what you get. You show up. And you start playing. It was foggy. I couldn't even see. And uh, But we had a great, you know, eventually it burned off. It was beautiful. And we had a really, really fun day. But I wanted to play Cyprus and had an opportunity to go out there and play with my son. But thank you, uh, Dan Quayle. Yes, Paul. When I was a little kid, I always thought the vice president would live like three rooms down in the White House from the president. You know, because I just didn't know anybody. <laughs> I was a dumb kid. And then someone told me, he goes, no, you can't have them in the same building because that's the entire job of the vice president to be remote. They don't fly together, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I didn't know until recently that the vice president lives at a place called the Naval Observatory. It's like a complete different residence. This big building. It's very secure. I didn't know that either. It's Yeah, I didn't I know. I could have brought that up to him. Oh, sorry. All right. I'm kind of bummed to learn that. I was kind of hoping there was a guest house for the yeah. vice president attached somehow, you know, above the garage but, or something. I don't know. Yeah. He seems to have his own property, though, and less people working there. So he has a little more privacy than okay. vice president. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that they were all just lined up like you had your bedroom, like my brothers and sisters. Right. It's like, oh, your bedroom. Hey, can you keep it down over there, Mr. President? Yes, Todd. Different members of the cabinet are either in the basement or the attic or something there, but they're all there. They're all yeah, together. They're all yes, Marv. Do you think the vice president's wife is going, you know, you could do a better job than him. <laughs> you should just run. You should just run next, yeah. next time. You should go ahead. Okay, here's, here's a final hour poll question. Ooh. Would you rather spend a night in the White House you're a guest and you spend a night yeah. or fly with the president and the president's in the building or fly on Air Force One with the president to whatever destination he's going to. Mm. Mm. Night in the White House, Air Force One. What do I get to do in the White House? You get some shots up. There's a, there's a court there. Yeah. You get to have a nice meal, maybe some type of event you go to, a black tie event. It'd be great if I just brought a Traeger, like they wheeled in a Traeger. I love that. I had Chad from Traeger there cooking. Uh, Air Force One seems like a tougher ticket, though. 
Yeah, can't. but the press goes on Air Force One. But civilians don't, I don't think. Yeah, but well, they're, the press, they're civilians. Well, I guess what, I think it's possible to get invited to the White House, like if you were some... Yeah, but I to stay in the White House. Yeah, overnight. I, I'd probably rather stay in the White House. Apparently, people are leaving things in the White House. Oh, <laughs> and hadn't heard about that. I saw saw that last week. It's like somebody left uh, some some drugs they, here. They took the name White House literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little too literally. Or taking things from the White House and bringing it to their house. Yeah, but they expect that. They expect you to take a hand towel or soap or something. Do you think you get a gift pack? Like if you're a guest of the president, and you know, say you're a rich businessman, you stay overnight. Do you get like a a towel set and a, and a robe? You probably no. do, right? Not a robe. You want the robe? Well, I don't think you get a robe. Oh. No, I think you probably get like a like a little bag of uh, toiletries, a little mask, <laughs> yeah, W H on it, presidential. Yeah. Yes, yes, more. Walk downstairs for breakfast in your bathroom. Whoa! Oh, good morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, how's it going? Yeah. It's Mr. President. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're roommates. Hello, Joe. Hello, Jill. Hmm. Like a little bag the dentist's office gives you? They give you a little toothpaste, yeah, toothbrush? And yeah, yeah. That's kind of boring. Yeah. I knew somebody who went, and they uh, they took something out of the guest bathroom. And I said, but don't you think they know you're going to take something? Right? I'm guessing. And he said, I didn't think of it at the time, but I thought, yeah, I'll probably never be back here. Why not take something? I said, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else... Like you could take where you go. Do you mind if I take this? You know, you know what? I'm uh, I'm bringing home roses, hon. I'm I'm in the rose garden. I'm going to bring home some roses for you. Yeah, Paul. It's better to take something out of a White House bathroom than to leave something. In oh, White House Todd. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> no visit for me. That's all right. He, he was going to. A, was. By the time Todd oh, got out, there'd be a no. new, new administration. Yeah. So alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> we have to change over the administration, yeah. sir. Yeah. All of a sudden, Biden's wife goes into the bathroom. Why did you invite him? <laughs> Lucky she's a doctor. There's certain things you can't oh, help. No. Yep. All righty. The White House. Yeah. <laughs> Who's who and what's what? Yeah. All right. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? And y'all gonna come to me after potty humor, really? <laughs> come on now, guys. You know I'm as childish as you are. What up though? One time for chat row. Welcome back, guys. I'm sure the vice president Dan Quill has always he's always gonna be known as the potato vice president to me, you know. I had a um I had two best since you guys been gone. One best was Isaiah Thomas was on uh Sway's Universe, which is a podcast, and he asked him about uh when Paulie was talking last week about being a birdist. That's the T-shirt waiting to happen um, about Larry Bird. And Isaiah Thomas, you know, said, listen, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to down the man for what Dennis Rodman said. He said, listen, Larry Bird in this climate would be an A1 basketball player. He would be an MVP because you can't touch him, and he would be deadly. He would have as many rings, and I, I, I tend to agree, so I'm glad to see Isaiah Thomas, you know, speaking the truth on uh, Bird because he's pretty much just like the Joker. Yeah, but he um, didn't speak the truth a long time ago when he could have. When, you know, he agreed with Dennis Rodman that Bird would be just another player if he was black. No, it, I'm so tired of this with Dennis Rodman. He just, I mean, he just had his girlfriend, uh, you know, portrait on his face. Like he, he needs attention. He loves attention. 
This has always been what Dennis does. And, and, and if he said, look, Bird would be great today, no one would care. Why do we care? Oh, my God, did you hear what Rodman said about Bird? He would be playing in Europe. Yeah, he'd be playing in Europe. He'd be playing all around the world kicking ass. Like, just stop. You sound stupid. But Dennis wants attention. He got his attention there. Hey, I have a girlfriend. I love her. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put her face on my face. How about, whatever happened to just I love you? Like, I don't need to put your face on my face. But Dennis wanted attention. He got attention. Yes, Marv. Yeah, what happens is just like a name. Yeah. Like, you just put your name yeah. on. Yeah, you don't need to put her face. A face? Yeah. When I, you guys get into an argument, look at you. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. <sighs> Supreme commitment there with that. <laughs> I know. Unless you find somebody who sort of looks like her after you break up with her. There you go. Yeah, it kind of looks like Coco. <laughs> or whatever her name is. Coco. I love that. Coco. You're 90% right. 90% I, don't, I have sure. no idea. I have no idea. I, I don't know what she does for a living, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, she could be a librarian. For we have a good, oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. That's, that's called role playing. <sighs> he got her face, her face on his face. That's like, just silly. Like, like entire face? Like a picture of her, a portrait of her? Yes. It's and he's a, the only one who can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to see. Right. You know, I hope it's love. What if they agree to do each other's faces and then he got done and she goes, no way. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matching tattoos. What could go wrong? Yeah. Um, are, you, are you looking at it right now? Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. Oh, come on. I know. Dennis was going so well. I mean, no, I don't know if he was going so I, for well. him. Yeah. He's doing Dennis Rodman well. Yeah, I don't. Yes. But Dennis loves attention and he was really a brilliant marketer. But, you know, when you say something about Bird, then you get, you know, middle aged uh, white guys who are up in arms that, uh, you know, Bird would be great today. Magic would be great today. Uh, Kareem would be great mm -hmm. today. All you know, these players who were great would be great because they would adapt. Yes, Marvin. Yeah, you might be right about the Coco. It's a <laughs> it's a video of her looking at the tattoo. Yeah, to maybe a peaches. Maybe she looks <laughs> like she could be a peaches oh. or a cookie. According to TMZ, she was against the face tattoo, and he wanted to do it. His girlfriend's name is, uh, hmm, according to TMZ, is Yella Yella. Hell yes. Yes. I, I hear you. Or given name, but yeah. maybe a nickname. Yeah. But oh. Yella Yella, to quote her correctly, I actually told him not to do it. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And when she gets older, she's going to be old. Oh, Yella Yella. Old Yella T-ball. Well I got to take a break here. I got to take a break. Old Yella Yella. Yeah, old Yella Yella. Love it. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Uh, we'll uh, head to Vegas and we'll uh, recap Victor Wambayama's debut. Dave McMenamin of the Mothership will join us. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. More phone calls coming up. Best and worst of the weekend. Dave McMenamin, ESPN NBA reporter in attendance for Victor Wambayama's Summer League Games. Kind enough to join us. Dave, give me the uh, atmosphere of those two games, and is there anything comparable with Victor Wambayama's debuts? Well, Friday was off the charts. Uh, I would say two, three hours before tip-off, you had Thompson Mack Center, which on UNLV's campus was already about 90% full. Uh, and it ended up being this excellent crowd for Jabari Smith Jr. and the Houston Rockets to pull off uh, a last-second win against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, uh, you know, you had – I was talking to Brent Barry. Who, you know, you guys remember Brent was a dunk – contest champion, a longtime NBA player. He works for the Spurs front office. And he's like, you know, Victor has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting on one baseline to watch his <laughs> debut. Jerry West on the other. He's like, my summer league debut in Long Beach wasn't anything like that. <laughs> uh, and it, it was just teeming with uh, you know, the glitterati of the NBA. You look one place, there's Jason Beverly Hills, the guy who makes the championship rings for everybody. Look somewhere else, you have Jeff Hamilton, the guy who makes those leather uh, gaudy jackets that, that the champions wear. Um, and then beyond that, of course, every team's front office 
Um, and I'm not just talking about the GM. I'm talking about the GM all the way down to the last d- data guy was in the stands, um, just you know, hoping to see some history. And obviously, we know that the Victor didn't play all that well on Friday, um, but yesterday, with you know, I, I guess with some of the pressure off, uh, he was incredible. Uh, 27 points, 12 rebounds, three block shots, um, led a the comeback by the, the Spurs uh, late in that game hits a three pointer when they're down four with about two minutes to go to cut it to one, and the roof was ready to come off the building. And you know, Victor's gonna now shut it down uh, for the remainder of the summer league, and now he has that to mull on that, that really strong performance. Uh, to give them confidence going into training camp. Yeah, people overreacted on Friday, and they're probably overreacting on Sunday. Um, and I'm I'm just looking for what I think is sustainable. I I think it, you know what he does on the defensive end is going to be impactful right away. Offensively, it looked like he, you know, he takes off balance jumpers. Like he he's still not quite sure, but defensively, I, I just think if they keep a stat for shots altered. I I think that that would be interesting to combine. He might not get blocked shots, you know, a couple months into the season the way he did to start because guys are going to be like, I know I can't go in there and do that, but that's the the feeling I get. And he seems like he's he dunks politely. He he doesn't block with you know this authoritative. I'm going to send it into the seventh row. Like there's, I, I, he just feels like uh, calm. Like he's there's a calming dominance to him, certainly on the defensive end. Well, Jerry West did an interview and compared him to Bill Russell, and obviously that's you know the the, the greatest winner in, in NBA history. Um, but when you mention the fact that you don't see the ferocity on his block shots, you know Russell's a guy that that always was credited for. Why am I gonna block the ball into the stands <laughs> when I can block it and corral it, get it to a teammate, and all of a sudden we're off on a fast break? And certainly he has that ability. Uh, defensively, he was exposed a little bit in the Charlotte game, the first game, in terms of getting switched out into the perimeter. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Miller kind of had his way out there, and, and that will be part of his development, the lateral quickness. And certainly uh, for him to continue to be as effective as he has been with eight blocks in these two summer league games, when it comes to the big boys, uh, he's going to have to put bulk up a bit. I'm not saying change his frame completely. You know, back in the day, Kevin Durant, people said, well, oh, you can only, you know, rep 225 pounds with the uh, uh, bench press that many times. Isn't that a problem? He, no, and clearly it hasn't been. Uh, but just the, the overall strengthening of his body will, will help him because he's going to be bounced around a lot. And uh, I, I think at some point he's going to be uh, targeted by some of these these veteran teams because they recognize, um, you know, whether – I don't know jealousy is the right word, but the hype train is coming 100 miles per hour with this guy, and um, he's not quite a fully formed product yet. Yeah, but I wonder, you know, who's going at him and where are they going at him? If they do switches, well, he does have that wingspan that even if you're, you know, I'm four feet away from you, I can still affect your shot. He won't have the quickness to stay with these guards. But, you know, I watched that with Joel Embiid in the NBA playoffs. He got abused by Jason Tatum on the perimeter. It happens to these guys. But none of those guys has the, you know, the wingspan that Victor Wambayama, he might get switched out, but he's going to he's going to affect some shots out there. And he also said, "I don't need to bulk up." Like you 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 know, are these guys going to be able to keep up with him? Cuz I did notice this. If he blocks a shot or there's a rebound, he's out on the break. 
Like he re- he goes, he's ready to go, and I want to see if these big men are able to go when he goes as well. So he he does have strengths, but you know they all have weaknesses as well. He has those long strides, and uh, the the court awareness is already there, certainly on the defensive end, but even offensively. Now, I, I think in his debut, you saw him put the ball on the floor, maybe a little bit too much, a little bit of a loose dribble uh, on a, a few possessions, but. The highlight to me in that first game was him kind of running the the, the break uh, and showing some point guard vision with an underhanded shovel pass uh, to a teammate for a wide open um, score at the bucket when all the defensive attention was on him. And, and you know, that is the next level of dissecting the game, um, not just going for the, the obvious play there. And then also offensively, we saw in the second game that drop step. I mean, when you're talking about his length, uh, if he goes to that drop step and you know, kind of the over the shoulder hook shot, you can't touch it. It's unguardable. Um, he continues to develop that. I mean, he's going to be lethal. Dave McMenamin covering the NBA for ESPN. If the Spurs got Scoot Henderson, Greg Popovich's future would be what? A lot of wine and <laughs> some long uh, Italian dinners. <laughs> I, I don't think he'd be signing a, a five-year extension okay. uh, to to continue to coach as he approaches 80 years old. I'll, say, I'll put it that way. And that's no knock on Scoot. That's no knock on Scoot. But the, the Victor, uh, you know, the, the entire Victor story, it, it feels almost predestined for him to be in an organization like the Spurs coached by a guy like Greg Popovich. What leverage do the Trailblazers have with Dame Lillard and the Miami Heat? I'm not so sure how much, you know, other than the, the fact that, you know, there is no trade clause um, that, that Dame will have to be able to block a trade should he decide he doesn't like that situation. And that would allow the Blazers, obviously, to, to find any sort of situation out there that they felt like they can get the best deal from. And ultimately, maybe that does make this a, a two or a three or four team trade mm-hmm. if they can get the Clippers or the Knicks or the Sixers involved with some of their assets. But, uh, I, you know, the, there's the next leverage play would be, and I, I covered a similar situation like this in 2017 when Kyrie Irving asked for a trade and the Cavs didn't find a trade partner until August uh, with the Boston Celtics. And, you know, it, it, August, that's when the murmurs started coming out. Well, you know, I, I do have this bulky knee that – I could get that knee cleaned up. And, and you know, if you, if I'm still in Cleveland when training camp starts, well, I may not be ready to be on the court because I may got to get this this mm. knee fixed. Mm. That would be the play that, that Damian Lillard's camp could make. It, it would be, well, you know, you want to keep me in Portland, uh, you're not going to see me on the court. What about James Harden? James, and I, I was speaking to a bunch of folks about this uh, Sunday evening, uh the signals right now is that he will be back with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, obviously, you know, he opted in to that last year of his deal that didn't find the market he was expecting uh, with certainly with the Houston Rockets. You know, they were they had their money elsewhere in, in Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet. Uh, but as of right now, um, with, you know, certainly no momentum appearing on a, a deal to the Los Angeles Clippers, and Philadelphia obviously still needing what he does uh, without finding a replacement for him. 
uh, it, it, it looks like there's a pathway for him to come back to the Sixers next year. Yeah, I think he ran out of options. I think he played his hand and uh, felt like the Rockets, as an organization and their players, didn't want him back because that would stunt their growth. I thought Fred Van Vliet was a great signing. I don't know who they were bidding against for Dylan Brooks, but uh, they got Dylan Brooks. And uh, I think he said, I'm in everybody's head every single night or something like that. Like, uh, you might be in your own head a little too much there, Dylan Brooks. He knows how to play the heel, though. I'll give him that. Well, I don't think he embraced it, though, Dave. When it really, (laughs) when, when, when we wanted you to embrace it, like you want to be a tough guy, then then all of a sudden he's like, I don't want to be a tough guy anymore. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be, uh, you know, the villain Dylan. Well, LeBron James, I guess, is not to be trifled with is one lesson he learned from that playoff series against the Lakers. <laughs> but certainly, uh, you know, even though we, we all were a, a little shook in the industry by seeing the report that the Grizzlies would welcome him back under no circumstances whatsoever, uh, whatever he did, however he played on the court and however he marketed himself outside the court, uh, it resulted in an $86 million payday. Oh, so I know. I know, I know. Hey, Dave, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Dave. That's Dave McMenamin. He covers the NBA for the mothership. I haven't had enough time to talk about this Northwestern situation with their head coach and uh, the hazing, at least uh, the allegations of widespread hazing. Um, Pat Fitzgerald's the head coach, and a former Northwestern football player came forward with the allegations of widespread hazing, within the program, spoke to the university president last night, spoke to uh, ESPN on the condition of uh, anonymity. And uh, this started with the school newspaper, a great journalism school at Northwestern, and uh, they reported that there were hazing moments here uh, against freshmen, and uh, this player went forward. A current Northwestern player who asked to remain anonymous also told ESPN yesterday that the former player whose allegations uh, launched this investigation informed him of a detailed plan with the objective to take down the head coach. And uh, the current player Sunday relayed a conversation they had earlier this year with the former player to uh, Northwestern trustees and other influential university figures. And this is what I would caution people, and maybe it's too late to caution people. You have to give somebody due process. Everybody wants to jump to a conclusion. Oh, this happened. This does happen. How long has it happened? The coach should be fired. Now, he has been disciplined, that uh, given a two-week suspension. Now, granted, at the end of June, early July, it's more, I think, of the symbolism of that, that the university is suspending somebody who has really kept Northwestern's football program on the map. Now, this is where I think he's vulnerable. Let's say some of this is true. He went 1-11 last year. He goes 11-1, he probably survives. But once again, got to give due process here and hear both sides to this. And that's where I want to be fair to Pat, who's been a guest on this show. I don't know him. We did reach out. We wanted to let him have an opportunity if he wanted to. Uh, That's the approach that you should have with this. Get both sides of this. I don't know the player. Uh, he's chosen to remain anonymous, or we would reach out to that player. Uh, 
But as far as the allegations, um, you know, there are, the, the former player said that he was going to go public uh, with the detailed allegations if the university investigation did not result in Coach Fitzgerald being fired. He's down for two weeks. Uh, people have called for a harsher punishment. Uh, people have called for no punishment right now until you do your internal investigation. But uh, I, I would just tell people, whether you're in the business or not, due process, we jump to conclusions. I go back to the Duke lacrosse team. I mean, they didn't get due process. Cost them a lot. Probably cost them far more than playing in uh, lacrosse games. But we do this. We jump to the conclusion, and then we've already got our opinion. And whether you believe it, 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 do I think hazing still happens? I do. But I don't know to what degree it happens. So you can say, is this isolated? Maybe. Did the coach know is really what this comes down to? Did he know? Go, go back to Rick Pitino at Louisville. Due process. And look, I said, at the, when I was hearing all this information, I was like, how do you not know? There's only like 15 guys that you have to keep track of. And they're in the dorm, and you have somebody there. Like, how hard is that to, you know, keep an eye on? And I was cautioned by somebody at Louisville and just said, due process. Give Coach Patino an opportunity to defend himself. And then, as it turned out, you know, he won his lawsuit against Louisville. So, due process. I know it's a football team. There's a lot of players to keep an eye on. And could this have happened? Sure. Did it happen? I don't know. Because now I have one current player and one former player. I need a little bit more than that. I did talk to somebody who had once coached with Coach Fitzgerald last night. And uh, talked to him for about 20 minutes. And he said he's one of the finest people I've ever met. And I can't imagine that he would have known about this and allowed this to happen. And I said, okay. He said, it's, it's not like uh, Joe Paterno in Penn State. And I said, okay. I mean, that was really serious allegations there under Coach Paterno with uh, Jerry Sandusky. But, you know, he, he spoke highly of Coach uh, Fitzgerald and uh, just said, I would be shocked if this was true and that he knew about it. But due process, and if it comes out that he knew about it, then, you know, he'll lose his job. He might lose his job because they went 1-11 last year. I mean, let's be fair. <laughs> you know, it goes with your talent, performance, and then what are you accused of? Because there are a lot of guys who hold on to their jobs because they were really good at their job. Yeah, Paulie. It is almost ironic. If they want to fire him for being 1-11, they could do that anytime yes, they, they want. Could. And there's no laws against anything. But if they want to fire him for a cause of action or something like an incident, then they have to go through everything. Like you said, Rick Pitino, he sued, and he didn't even get the money. He just wanted his record, almost like his record expunged. He wanted them to admit that they, you know, they were wrong. And they fired him without a proper investigation, Yes, which is what it turned out to be. All right, let's take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. I'd track down a wildlife expert. I was talking about bears. I was in Montana for uh, a week fly fishing. I didn't run into any bears, but I had a guide, a fishing guide, who has run into bears, and uh, he was out uh, hunting for elk, and he ran into a bear. Not ran into it, but he was about 20 feet away from a bear. And then he was telling me the things that you're supposed to do. Apparently, I got something lost in translation of <laughs> bears that you can run from and who goes into a tree? So we have a wildlife expert who will join us tomorrow. Uh, do you have an update on our poll results there, Todd? I do. Paul, we had a fly on Air Force One who spent the night in the White House. 58% fly. I made that noise again. 58% say fly on Air Force One, which would mean 42% spend the night in the White House. Yeah, I'd probably go for the White House. Be on a plane with a bunch of other like press members. I don't know. 
know if that sounds like a lot of fun. Now, if I got to go someplace, I got to sleep on the presidential plane, oh. Air Force oh. One. Like a long trip. Yeah, yeah. Then that would be pretty good. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. Oh, I got a bunch. Uh, Arthur Ashe was born this day in 1943. 33 career titles. 1984, blank, became the youngest pitcher to appear in the All-Star game at 19 years, 7 months, and 24 days old. Dwight Gooden. Dwight Gooden is correct. That Man, that's nuts. I still get, he's, he's my all-time, I've said this before, that guy's going to the Hall of Fame. The first time, or first few times I saw him or after his rookie year, yeah. if I would have bet my life savings on a, an athlete going to the Hall of Fame, it would have been Dwight Gooden. Well, Daryl Strawberry was in there as well. Oh, yeah. And I remember when I got to New York and got to do a couple of features on Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry, and you just kept thinking. Uh, and, and Dwight was really kind of uh, coddled by his father. You didn't get a chance to do interviews with him. He wasn't a good interview, but the Mets wouldn't let you even interview him. Uh, Daryl Strawberry, very talkative. But I would have thought those two were both going to the Hall of Fame. What else, Paulie? Dwight Gooden in his first two years was 41 and uh, 12. 41 and 12 before the age of 21. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, 1999, the U.S. women's soccer defe- team defeated China to win the 1999 World Cup. World Cup right around the corner. Brandy Chastain. Mm-hmm. Um, oldest player to homer in an all-star game on this day. Oldest player. Pauly? Uh, Fred Lynn? No. Marv? Kyle Ripken. Nice. (laughs) He was 40, won the MVP 2001. Now you're getting baseball and basketball, right? Yeah, Marvin's killing it. And that was off of Chanho Park. Oh, Mm -hmm. look at you. Now you're just showing up. Okay, you are. Chanho Park, nice for Paul. Man, he's crushing you guys. Most valuable Danette? I didn't say that, but thank you, though. That's it. All three speaking at the same time. (laughs) Now you're the least valuable (laughs) Danette. Yeah. Who was you were uh, most valuable, least valuable, Danette, again last year? Tom? I believe I was both of those things. Okay. Well, you'll win one of them this year. Yeah, I don't know, what to, I don't know what to make of that. They kind of cancel each other out, I guess. Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today? Uh, Dan, this is not at all why I'm calling, but there has been breaking news in the last uh, few moments that Larry Nasser, the uh, gymnast, who, the doctor who was a convicted of molesting members of the USA gymnast team has been stabbed multiple times in a federal prison in Florida. I don't know anything about his condition, but several outlets are are reporting that. He was stabbed in the back and chest during an altercation with a fellow incarcerated person, uh, reportedly in stable condition. Uh, that's all the information I have. Hope he was leisurely taken to the medical team. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those where you go, unfortunately, he's in stable condition. You know? So, stabbed while serving his prison sentence. Uh, he's the former USA gymnastics uh, doctor and uh, Michigan State doctor, convicted of sexually abusing underage female gymnast. Let's go around the room and, and uh, tell us what you learned on this program today, Tom. What can Portland get from Miami for Damian Lillard, perhaps Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and a Pat Riley autograph? I love that. <laughs> I, very I was joking. I know you were, but it was no, still I very was funny. joking about the Duncan Robinson oh, part. Oh, not about the Riley. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, Marvin, what did you learn today? Jeff Passan doesn't remember when he became an insider. Yeah, can you claim to be an insider? Or are you anointed an insider? 
Pauling, because I'm an outsider, according to Odell Beckham Jr. the third. Yes, Pauling. A lot of people have changed their tune on what the Angels should do. Uh, Todd, what did I learn? It's frustrating that we have to wait so long to see MLB draftees actually play in the big leagues. When an intruder threatens your home, simply saves new 24-7 live guard. Protection is there to help. Agents can speak to you and also speak to those who are trying to go into your house. Right now, get 20% off. And he's Simply Safe system at simplysafedan.com. No safe like Simply Safe. Great to be back. We'll talk to you tomorrow. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.